Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad Kafifi Shaker, <laughs> I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much, man. What's up with you? Not much. Not much. Enjoying a rainy Saturday here in the Gulf Coast. Yeah, it seems Florida. that ever since we pulled out of the Paris Accords, weather's been getting oh, it's been much cra- more it's so uh, crazy. desperate out yeah. here. And I think it might have to do with the fact that ever since we pulled out, I realized that I can finally drive my car for five minutes more every day. I've t- t- taken advantage of that now. Um, <laughs> so there's more CO2 out of my uh, vehicle every day. Yeah. 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 It's just... Very sad, guys. Um, it is just absolutely insane how much CO2 is just pouring out of America <laughs> at this moment. Everyone's been waiting for this moment yes, where have. we can finally shit out all the CO2 <laughs> we want <laughs> without anybody popping out to tell us, no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't. You're going you're gonna to kill them. You're going to kill everybody. <laughs> Everybody's going to die and it's going to be your fault. <laughs> How did okay? Well, let's keep all this stuff for the show. I know we need to. That's my bad. <laughs> How did your week go? Uh, I had a I had a good week. I had a pretty good week. Uh, I didn't really do a whole lot. Oh well, tell us more about it while I try to share the video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I uh, I wrote a new article that we will be putting out soon. I thought I saw you already had posted it, right? Or was that just a preview? Uh, I just sent it to you. Okay, well, I said No, no, I saw it there on your computer. Oh, that was just a preview. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was just a preview that I had. Um, so that will be coming out soon. Um, and then uh, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. Uh, Brian Wolf, our number one fan. Brian <laughs> Wolf loved it. I think Becca's our number one fan. Well, yeah, but I talked to Brian. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he, he loved it. Um, and then I did a I did some good writing on a new book I am working on. So, people that actually, what's the name of the first chapter? Death. Yeah, you should listen to more death metal. Why would I listen to more death metal? Because it'll get you in the in the mood. <laughs> Just because it gets you in the mood to die and you listen to it constantly doesn't mean it works. It makes me want to kill people, not die. It, it. Viking metal is death metal. That gets you in the mood to kill people. Right. <laughs> it literally makes me want to get off of my long boat with my brothers. And we see that monastery off in the distance in that small, small, very, very, very southern Nordic town. It's got that, uh, it's got a preacher. Um, he's here trying to spread the his heathen faith, trying to make people this. We won't even utter the name of that that faith, but we go down there and we slaughter everybody because that's what we do as Vikings. <laughs> I, I've got nothing. I role play I've, I've Vikings got, yeah, a lot. Say, I've so got nothing on that. It's pretty awesome. Vikings are awesome. Not for killing Christians, but they're awesome. Right. <laughs> Jesus. 
You just need to watch more movies, man, or play some video games or listen to some death metal. I just had, like a, Mo- a, I just had a Muslim on my show talking about killing Christians. As a Viking? Right. <laughs> as a Viking. I'd never do it as a Muslim. <laughs> uh, all right. First, we need to thank Low Tide Kava Bar, even though you're not drinking kava today. <laughs> no, I'm dehydrated. I think it might make me more sick. Yeah, it might. And I, the reason I'm consuming is I'm sick, so I'm actually eating today and not fasting. Yeah. Well. Oh. We got. Thank, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Bull. Bull. I hate it when your straws like bent in the middle and you try to like suck something up and it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you know all about that. <laughs> wow. We're off to a killer start to this. <laughs> awesome. How you doing? I'm full of energy. You're full of energy and certain type of energy that I didn't know you had until now. But <laughs> hey, it's good. It's good for the show. Have you? Uh, Glad everyone's here. Have you been watching the Twin Peaks revival? That's, I feel like this is the second time I've heard the statement before. No. Uh, you should. Well, you should probably watch What's the original on? Twin Peaks and then watch the revival. Okay. Uh, because otherwise you will have no idea what's going on. You won't have any idea what's going on anyway because it's Twin Peaks and it's made by David Lynch. So, Who's David Lynch? David Lynch is a director, a writer and director, and he does very surreal, odd movies. Um, he wrote and directed a movie, God, that was probably in 2000, 2001 called Mulholland Drive that is absolutely amazing. Okay. And it's got a really surprise lesbian sex scene in it. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth a watch. I highly recommend it. Okay. No. Perhaps I'll check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, the show is great. It, growing up, I loved it. Um, growing up, I loved it. And then I rewatched it when I was living in Nashville and I remembered how much I loved it, and I've seen it twice since then. And now, the the third Keep season, <laughs> the third season, yeah, I'm the one that knows all about it. Um, <laughs> the third season is uh, finally out. Like the show ended in '91. Oh, okay. And the third season started. So you're saying, oh, so they brought back an old show? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Twenty five. Well, twenty. When did it start? 1990. No, when did this new show, no, new season start? Two weeks ago. Oh. While I was in Nashville. Yeah. I remember for the past couple, couple of weeks, uh, maybe a few months, I've been asking you to watch a show. So you had a lot of time. Um, so I won't hold it against you, but I'm not going to watch your show since you don't want to watch my show. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Yep. And uh, Great friendship this is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to watch The Expanse. No, you're not. I am. You just don't want to know how good of a show it is. You, I feel like you're actually worried it is a good show. I'm not worried it's a good I'm actually hoping it's a good show. <laughs> you already have terrible taste in movies. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You thought Alien was better than life. Yeah. It wasn't. And that's because they both were just as bad as each other, but I thought that was a better one out of the bad ones. I thought life was much better than Alien. The new alien. It makes not the that old movie alien. makes no. Both of them make no sense. I did see this really crazy movie this week. Um, I saw it on TV. I didn't go to see this one, but uh, I had never heard of this movie before. Uh, it was called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, okay. And it's about a fa- father and son uh, mortician team. 
and it stars Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox. Okay. And uh, the police guy, chief officer, I don't know who he was actually in the force. Uh, he wheels this girl and he goes, hey, I really need this autopsy done. And so they start working on it and all this crazy stuff starts happening as they're doing the autopsy. It was creepy. Hmm. It was super creepy. It was like, it made me feel uncomfortable at points and movies don't do that. Yeah, yeah. To me anyway. Like I'm certain they do to some people, but to me they just, they don't. Yeah, I've been binge watching a lot of stuff on Netflix and I'm pretty sad with like the quality of a lot of movies end up being bad. Yeah, you lo- you were watching a movie that had thirty seven likes on Facebook. I had to, man. I was like, <laughs> "What is?" I, I just I was like, "What is this about?" Um, so the movie's Tank Four Thirty Two, and it's a British film, and I think the name was changed when it was m- sold here or marketed here. It's originally called The Belly of the Beast, um, and it's not even a tank. But the movie starts off with these mercenaries running around there's an enemy that you don't see and there's this weird like they the a thing shows up out of nowhere with a mask and disappears sort of thing and you don't know what the hell's going on so they're like running and they're through some to some field and they see an armored personnel carrier not a tank so very different i mean it's tracked but it's not a tank um and then they go hide inside of it and uh, oh, that freaked me out. <laughs> uh, oh, Ken. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> um, my my roommate just walked around. He went out the back door, so he didn't come across our yeah. live stream. <laughs> so I was like, "Whoa!" Out, he, he, I have a window right here. If you can't see it, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he came across, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the movie, man. Like, so they're hiding in this thing. They realize they can't get out. Supposedly, there's an enemy outside, and it's after the movie ended i had to go back and look up what does this movie mean and no review will tell you what this movie means other than that it's a thriller it's a really good thriller from britain and i was like what like this this movie sucks and i saw a bunch of other bad ones but a really good one i saw is uh i thought it was good it's called the invitation uh and it's it's like a thriller thing where it's like a group of people Either voluntarily or not show up or are all somewhere and something bad's about to happen all of them sort of movie. Like there's one there's a movie called The Circle, um or kinda like um even Saw, you know. Um The Circle is like fifty people there and they all start dying off one by one. Some something like that. Oh, so like a uh, ten little Indians kind of thing? I guess, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this movie The Invitation ends up being about like a cult. Um and I don't want to say that more than that, I but I said, did you just spoil it for everybody? No, no. I mean, early on, half halfway in the show, you you, you end up realizing this okay. might be some sort of cult thing. But no, it's like two people uh, invited a lot, a bunch of their friends over, and and that then you get to see what happens in the movie. I thought it was pretty good cool. for those kind of movies. And then I saw a string of bad fantasy, uh, science fiction movies, which I. I hate bad science fiction movies. There's so many bad science fiction yeah, movies. Yeah, really. Like the, I saw one called Ark. Um, I saw Dreamcatcher, which I'd never seen before, but I guess it's not even that new of a movie. Um, I've never heard of it. Dreamcatcher? It's got know, Morgan Freeman in it. Oh, I did hear of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got uh, Morgan Freeman and Thomas Jane. and. Uh, yes, yeah, I remember that name, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was. A, I thought. I actually thought that one was the most okay out of the rest of them. Yeah, that movie wasn't very good. Yeah, really. Yeah, no. Yeah, so you seen it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. thought I thought it was good compared to the other ones I had seen. You know, over the last few days, there was a. Okay, so years ago, I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, um, but there was this crazy thriller sci-fi movie called The Triangle. No, I haven't heard of that one. Oh man, I've never heard of it, but it it was awesome. It t- it's like in it has to do with like time loops and warps and stuff and yeah, this, yeah, yeah, and yeah. this girl yeah. is stuck on a ship. So I thought it was like a Bermuda Triangle thing. And it kind of is, but it's not it's it's weird, but I if you like thriller and sci fi kind mm-hmm. of things, definitely watch that movie because it's crazy. Yeah, no, I'll check it's not, it out. It's not like a great movie, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. Okay, the the triangle, the triangle. Yeah, no, I'll watch it. Yeah, another one. An, uh, well, and the show I've been thinking of getting into because everyone's talking about it. I watched up to the eighth episode and I thought it was good, and for whatever reason, I stopped watching. Um, uh, the uh, the House of Cards. So everyone's watching it if they're into politics, obviously. You're only up to episode eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I stopped watching it. This was like two years ago when I watched. Oh, and man. then I stopped. There is so much that you you have to yeah, look yeah. forward to. That's why I, that's why I got to start watching it again. Um, I I have not finished this season yet. I think I have three episodes left. Three you mean like because they they just started again, right? Yeah. So you mean the last season? No, this one. Oh, okay. Because right. it, it's released on Netflix, and all of them are released on one day. Oh, okay, okay. I see. So what you're I. Uh, well, it's a Netflix series, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Yeah. So every other se- every other season. Well, okay, the first season, I watched like two or three episodes a day until I was done. Uh, and then seasons two, three, and four, I watched one day. <laughs> like, that was, I turned my phone off, I turned on Netflix, and I just binge-watched the crap out of Kevin Spacey <laughs> Yeah, being the dirtiest politician of all time. Yep. <laughs> and he does it, and I'm like, uh, Frank, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it every... Kill as many people as you want, buddy. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. Um, this season, I was like, okay, I'm not going to just binge watch the entire thing in one day because I always get so mad at myself whenever I do it because after it's done, I'm like, well, what now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I could watch The Expanse. But. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I uh, ended up not doing that this time. And I've got a couple of episodes left. And... I think I'm enjoying it more not binge-watching the crap out of it. I think I like it better that way because it actually gives you some time to process what mm-hmm. you've already seen and think about it. But uh, it's it's not as good as last season, in my opinion. Last season was so good. God, last season was good. Um, and the end of last season, if they, they cannot top the end of last season. Yeah. I actually really hate having to wait on shows. That's why I try not to watch a show that's really good and new. Um, just because I hate... Two things. I hate that it might be canceled, which Fox usually does for some reason. Um, Bring back Firefly. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they always will cancel a good show with no good reason. Um, which, which you know, for example, uh, I heard about this show and I wanted to watch it. And I was about to until literally two days ago. Um, f- uh, Netflix said they're canceling Sense8. Really? Yeah. That's insane. That's and that's what a lot of people are saying. And then I, I realized maybe it's good I didn't even watch it then because then I was gonna have this shitty cliffhanger. That's what happened with another show on Fox called John Doe. It's really awesome. It's about this super smart guy that got washed up out of nowhere. He doesn't know anything, 
except for that he knows a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and the Dollhouse is another really good show that ended after three seasons. They ended up basically cramming the rest of the show to just give it a as much of a closure as they could, and I hate that. That that's happened to Joss Whedon a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, another good one. Um, the Continuum. I think they could have taken it more, but they had to stop it after also three or four seasons, something like that. And I, I hate having to deal with something like that. Right. Um, and the other one is I hate waiting. You know, like it's so annoying with the expanse. I really hate having to wait because it's such a good story. And I'm like, now nah, I got to wait till next year because that's literally how long it keeps on taking. For the, and I waited to to see see uh, season two. You know. Right. Did uh, you uh? Do you ever watch the show My Name Is Earl? No. 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 The last episode of My Name is Earl ends with To Be Continued. That sucks. And then, yeah, because the guy that created it, uh, Greg Garcia, mm-hmm. I think is his name. Uh, Greg Garcia went to Fox. Nope, NBC. Mm-hmm. I th- it was one of those two. I don't remember. He went to whatever studio, whatever network had it, and he said, hey, we want to do a uh, cliffhanger with a To Be Continued. Are we going to be around next year? And they said, yeah. And then they said, never mind. And then they said, no, nah, never mind. So <laughs> at the end of it, uh, the main character, uh, Jason Lee, Earl Hickey, um, finds out that one of his kids isn't his kid, which is obvious because the kid's black. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be uh, an answer on who the dad was. And it was to be continued. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it never. Yeah. Yeah. It never got continued. Yeah. Oh well, and the, oh, dude. I'm sorry. Another good show is The Dome, and I guess it's. Ba- I've heard that's good. Yeah, it is. It's. I think it's based on like a book series, or maybe yeah, just a book. I think it's Stephen King. Yeah, and I think it is. And um, I loved it from the first from the first episode, um, and it it actually does end on a cliffhanger. I think at the fourth season, maybe. Uh, and there's, I guess, from what I read, there's a lot more to the story on what happens after. The stuff happens at the end of the show. Like, I don't want to say anything in case somebody decides they want to watch it. Uh, but it, it is a good show. It's science fiction, yeah. uh, you know, aliens, that sort of thing. And that's what I hate. Like, good good, sci- good sci-fi shows get canceled. Enterprise got canceled. And it, it actually got better, you know, by the, end, by, the second, by the third and fourth seasons. But they still canceled. And it's like, right. you could have told more about Captain Archer and all that. Have you, uh, have you watched uh, The Leftovers? No. It's on HBO. It's on HBO. They're in the third season, which is the final season. The first season was amazingly good, and oh. then they canceled it. <laughs> I don't get that, man. And then it was it was so good, and HBO canceled it. And uh, there's this group of people in the leftovers that wear all white, and they never speak, and they just smoke cigarettes constantly. <laughs> so a group of fans went outside of HBO dressed in all white and <laughs> just smoked cigarettes as like a form of yeah. protest. <laughs> and uh, they brought it back, and I'm, I need to finish season two because a lot of times I'll start watching a show with somebody, and they're like, oh, well, don't watch without yeah. me. <laughs> and I will usually listen to that, and a lot of times that turns out to me not watching the show ever mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to finish season two, but I have heard that season three is the best. Oh, so they actually got to go in there, huh? Yeah, they did. They got picked back up, and uh, they got to finish out the story. What is it? Some kind of sci-fi movie? Or, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a sci-fi drama horror. I, I like that. Thing. Yeah. Um, it's about one day, and then, to the best of my knowledge, it's never really explained. Um, 
essentially it's kind of like the rapture happens and a bunch of people are just taken. Mm-hmm. They're gone. And it's it's not the rapture because, you know, like there's a lot of religious people that are still there and like a lot of evil people got taken. So it's like to the point that I got to, it wasn't really explained. But um it, it's it's just a great show. It's people yeah. trying to figure it out and deal with the loss of the family members that were taken and like trying to create new bonds and like yeah. figure out everything going on and people are the people in white are these weird almost cult like people that are <laughs> creating problems in the city. It's just it's it's a great show. I highly recommend that one. Well, my last thing to talk about before we move on. Have you seen The Road? Yeah, it's right out there. <laughs> a lot of times I've actually seen it in a in a meme like horror movies for libertarians i don't remember what the other one was but this one was on there the road because we're afraid of roads <laughs> but it's a good it's a good movie it's a it's like uh post-apocalyptic i guess some kind of war just tore apart everybody everywhere and there's no government which is pretty awesome yeah. but but there's a lot of bad guys running around so it's right. not so awesome but it's a good it's a good draw it's like a drama really all it is okay um so it just follows a a, a man and his son and them trying to get to the coast it's pretty emotional stuff all right i'll have to check that one out and um that was a movie or a show it's a movie it's called the road okay yeah um and the environment sucks in this in this uh movie um (laughs) and as such that's our next topic (laughs) i made oh my god (laughs) manufactured great segues (laughs) wow that was awful (laughs) It is. It sucks in the movie, <laughs> which means uh, I would have gone with. Have you seen the movie uh, Midnight in Paris? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, <laughs> oh, it's this really great movie about uh, Paris and like old authors and artists and stuff. Oh. It was written and directed by Woody Allen. I highly recommend it. But speaking of Paris, oh uh, yeah, yeah, speaking of Paris, speaking of Paris, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Paris, the. United States decided to well, yeah, the United States. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll lump it all together. The United States <laughs> decided to pull out of. We the, had the same thought actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, uh, the United States decided to pull out of the Paris Accord. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people are upset about that. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny because um, I don't know shit about the Paris Accord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about it, but I knew it. I knew I knew if I looked on Facebook, all my climate fanatic friends are going to be on there oh, yeah. crying about it. I saw <laughs> I saw a lot of angry people acting as though the United States pulling out of the Paris Accord was going to be the uh, end of the world. Yeah, it's a non-binding agreement. Right is a, is one of the first things I found out. Um, as in, all countries come together to agree to, you know try to do this thing or whatever or whatever and we try to go by it and we usually do as in the united states um not always everybody that's why it's a non-binding agreement um but no i i thought it was funny man like all these people some of our friends you know crying out in anger like that and i'm just like do you even know what it says in it like do you know everything about it do you know anything about the results of it i mean do you know anything about the specific countries that have signed on? Do you know what we have to do, what they have to do, every single part of it? 
No. And like everybody still has to cry about it. And I thought that was funny. And that made it a good thing to me. You know, if you if you don't know about it, then then you don't know about it. So I wrote a little post on Facebook and um, it was definitely to elicit. No, none of your posts are little on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> what? None <laughs> of your posts are little on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you type out like Arvind Bora length. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't do that. No. <laughs> Maybe I do in, tr- in, in, in less sentences. <laughs> <laughs> he could say a lot of his stuff in less sentences. But um, yeah, I made a snarky uh post you uh yeah me you made a snarky post <laughs> that's weird and it, it made uh some people unhappy a lot of libertarians too um which is funny because a lot of my leftist friends would be like well this is an echo chamber Th- that was said on the same post and i was like the other there are more libertarians here yelling at me than than you so it's this is definitely not an echo <laughs> my wall is not an echo chamber i have never made a post that got everybody on board except maybe my depression you know, but that's not politics. Right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and I said, stuff, I, I said a bunch of stuff in, in, in those three paragraphs. I said, global, the global warming climate change group is like a religion. Um, and I said as much, I mean, I've heard it referred to that before by some conservatives and libertarians. It, it truly is. Yeah, it and, truly is like a religion. Yeah, or, and I wasn't saying it in the sense of or better a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you cannot talk about it. You cannot talk about climate change. You know, like it is what it is. If you talk about it, you are anti-science. Right. Well, yeah, of course. But I mean, a lot. I saw a lot of things on Facebook about it too, and one of the ones that really got me was China is the world's leader in solar panels. And the U.S. just pulled out of the Paris Accord. And I was like, are, are they? I don't know, are they? According to a meme I saw, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't research it. I just, I saw it. And I was yeah. Like, All right, but China's also the world's leader in yeah. pollution. Yeah, so. smug, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you're just picking one random thing and saying, well, yeah, look, well, yeah, yeah. here, but what about... If, yeah, somebody also responded saying, well... Um, whatchamacallit, well, Costa Rica gets 95% of its uh, energy from renewable sources. And I was like, what the hell does that mean about anything? And that's because uh, what the rest of my statement was me saying that I feel as if it is some sort of big conspiracy, a Western conspiracy to keep poor and developing countries from developing. Because if you talk to any... Uh, climate change, whatever person, which doesn't mean anything. Like, I believe in climate change. You can't not believe in climate change. Climate changes. Um, climate they call. They change. should call. It, they they should call it something else. They should call it like global warming. No, not even that. They should. Oh, they want to change the. Na- you should. We should change the name again. They well, they should call it what it really is, because like everybody believes in climate change if you know anything about the history of our planet you know right the climate changes yeah the climate changes but obviously it's not about the climate i feel that it has to do with um human progress and development causing the change so i don't know how the hell they would condense that but you know 
uh, if you talk to people that are believers of climate change and global warming, they'll tell you we need to do every damn thing possible right now, right now, right now, you know, to save the the planet, you know, or whatever, to save the trees and um, uh, everything, whatever we can do, you know, and I come from the I'm, I, I made I made that post was 100 percent an economic question, not a science question, because I really don't know. And I don't think anybody alone knows. Um, but, um, well, what, where was I going with this? Oh, so you're telling, so what I was saying was you're telling me is th- there, there are poor people all over Africa, sub-Saharan especially, um, especially in Central Africa and Eastern Africa and parts of South Africa approaching the country, um, where, you know, there, there are poor people that are living in these mud huts, um, burning trash to cook or, you know, make heat or whatever. And that's, that's like, that's so shitty, but that's nasty. <laughs> it really is. But if that's how, if that's what they need to do to get by, who, who are you to tell them not to? And as a country, if, if a country decides they want to burn coal, who are you to tell them not to, who are you to tell them to wait? You know, you have to wait until the West provides you with the resources and the knowledge to get um, clean energy. And I think that's preposterous, you know, like, I think you're being very um, elitist when you say something like that. Why should why, why are you taking away other people's and countries' uh, will and self-determination to advance on their own and have to wait for you to come in and hand them what they need to live a better life? Because people don't realize that, you know, you're going to have to burn whatever coal, gas, oil that you have to make energy and to build up a an industry, you know, a big thriving, you know, like industrial revolution type in that sense, like we had in the United States and in all of uh, Europe and Russia right. when it all started. And... Development in a country is a cycle. So we had to start off somewhere, and we started off with coal and oil and whatever we had. Now we have a lot of natural gas, which is cleaner than the other ones, but it took us a while to get there. The point is, it, t- it took decades and, and, and a century and a half of developing our, our economy as a totality to get to the point now where we can build solar panels on top of individual houses in, in big fields um, to put up big uh, windmill farms. And you can't expect every other country to get to that right now. You know, they have to get to their own industrial revolution. And Africa has other problems that are stopping them from get to that. It has a lot of different sorts of government uh, intervention um, that's stopping them, you know. Um, but once they get that out of the way, they're going to have to start somewhere. Right. Um, so who who are these people? Tell them to to not develop. Why shouldn't their people learn how to produce, learn how to engineer, learn how to come up with their own uh, technology, and get there? Then have to wait on us. No, they should be able to do that. They should be able to use whatever energy they want to get to the same level we're all at. Rather than tell them, you know, they have to wait until. We give them the means of getting clean energy. That's that's just hypocrisy to me. I agree with that. 
I mean, but so much of the Paris Accord was hypocrisy in my mind. Like, it, like as of 2012, mm-hmm. I believe that was the stat we saw. As of 2012, Russia had paid no money in. India paid no money. China paid no money. Yeah. And the U.S. paid a billion dollars. Yeah, it's some green. It's the Global Green Fund, and those are the top polluters in the world. Right, and only one of them was putting money into it. Yeah, uh, us, you know. Right, and I don't know how people think that's fair that we should be the country always paying for everybody else. And China is the number one polluter in the entire world. One hundred percent. We're number two, but China is number one. Mm-hmm. And according to the Paris Accord, China had to have no change. In, uh, in emissions. Well, not they had to have no change. It's um, they didn't have to reduce. Really, they, is right. where they we're going there. Right, they didn't have to reduce. Um, Russia was allowed a fifteen percent increase. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because I really thought he was saying fifty. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a fifteen a fifteen percent increase, and uh, we are expected to do a twenty percent reduction. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do a 20% reduction. What I'm saying is if we're the one paying into it for all these other countries to be able to, you know, continue to grow and to do jobs the way that they do, you know, why are we sacrificing the jobs here? Yeah. You know, just to help the other countries out. We can still do a 20% decrease. Yeah. Without being a part of the, yeah. yeah. And that was the other big thing that I, that I had mentioned on there because a few definitely <laughs> all my local friends they're you know i call climate fanatics you know they're without it without i didn't even state my opinion on climate change oh well you're anti-science you don't believe in it your views are dangerous and i'm just like i didn't even say anything about climate change this is all about the accord itself and the ignorance here is the fact that you think or they think that you have to be part of this this uh agreement to be a believer in climate change no you can do both you can not saying i am because as i said i don't know but you can definitely be a believer that humans on some level or all levels believe in climate change and also not be a part of this agreement why 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 would that stop anything you know why (laughs) i don't think the Second Amendment, you know, has to be on paper, for example. I mean, it has to because of the government. But I don't think it has to be on paper mentioning my rights to defend myself from an, uh, an authoritarian government or whatever. Uh, that right is there, whether I agree to it or not. Absolutely. Whether I agree that there has to be an NRA or not, for example. I'm not a member of the NRA. That's well, like, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's like saying... You really have like to be a member. NRA. Yeah, you have to be a member of the NRA to support the Second Amendment. And I am not a member of the NRA or any pro Second Amendment group. Maybe that's a bad thing. Uh, maybe I should join one of these groups because uh, I really do believe in the Second Amendment. But I'm not. You know. Totally. So how, how does that? How I does would... you being a part of something say you're not believer of that uh, policy or whatever? A philosophy or a philosophy? Yeah. If you're gonna join one, I would go with the Gun Owners of America. Yeah, yeah, or there's also uh, NAGR, uh, the National Association of Gun Rights. That's going to come up later. <laughs> wow, that one was close. Uh, <laughs> I normally will not bleep anything you say, but that one was real close. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, we uh, it, the Paris Accord was just really dangerous because it could cost millions of people jobs here in America. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will give it to Mike Bloomberg. I will throw credit to Mike Bloomberg on this one because he said that he was going to donate $15 million personally, and he's working on finding uh, different business owners and uh, business owners and uh, I'm assuming other rich people that I'll meet at the rich people club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, to get more money. And he said, good. That, yes. And a lot of people on the left are championing this and they're like, good. Yes, this is amazing. You know, it is amazing. Right. And, what I have to say about that is the free market <laughs> spoken. <laughs> the free market will prevail. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the free market will fix the issues that the government cannot yeah. or chooses not to. Yeah, yeah. I mean if all these big I don't I don't want to say liberal because it's not I don't think it's really a liberal thing. I don't think it's a liberal thing. I think I think liberals are the loudest, yes, in my opinion. But I think it isn't across the board. There are people yeah. from both parties that truly believe in this. And the people who truly care and think that we need to be a part of the Paris Accord, they can fund it. Yeah, exactly. And that's good. Let 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 the rich bastards pay for it, right? Isn't that what we're all about at the end of the day? Is that the rich people aren't paying enough? Well, there they are. They... <laughs> Let them pay for it if they really do care about it. Right. You know, and if they don't, you know, you can boycott their crap. Right. I don't, I don't know. And <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling that Zuckerberg probably has enough money to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Him Him, and a, a lot of them that believe in this stuff. Um, A lot of times, like you'll see the those rich people, a lot of times, some not always, will go out of their way to, you know, advocate advocate for, for stuff they really believe in, like the Koch brothers and... uh uh, criminal justice reform, for example, right. you know, going out of the their way, being one of the biggest, you know, companies out there with 60,000 in this country and over 200,000, I think. Uh, this was like maybe a month ago I had seen this because of, of another conversation I was having with somebody. You know, they're employing all these people and then they decided we're not going to ask about um, past criminal history for our uh uh, new hires and that's a good thing and i'm glad they're doing it yeah. you know let let the rich people uh, go ahead and do what they need to you know the, you shouldn't have to force everybody else to to pay into something like that were uh were the Koch brothers the ones that were behind the ban the box initiative i don't know what that is uh it was a bill it may have just been a state bill. no actually no this was in i believe this was in missouri um the governor signed a ban the box bill mm-hmm. which was a bill saying that you could no longer put on applications. Have you been convicted of a felony? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Then they, yeah, I'm sure they supported that. I'm certain they supported it. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, honest to God, yeah, I believe that we had some. We that humans have some input to what's going on in the in with the change of the climate. I don't know, to, but I, I don't know to what level. I'm never going to claim to know to what level. Um, I look at everything from an economic point of view. And I think that there have been a lot of infiltrations into the climate change or pro-environmentalist movement have had a lot of infiltration from anti-capitalist or socialist, you know, um, actors. I don't know to what level. 
but w- w- when you see how a, a lot of the these um uh conversations end up going towards being anti-human development and anti-capitalist it, that always gets me to start questioning you know if they really believe in this stuff or not which you know um i'm not saying that's all it is but and i, I do think that is that's, that has to be a part of it i think they do believe in it i think they believe in it but i also think that they believe in it because it's easy yeah maybe i think they believe in it because it's an easy one and it's like i support the environment and who's really going to say oh well screw you yeah you know nobody's going to say oh screw you for supporting the environment but then you also have like um hansel harrison ford uh harrison ford big environmentalist Support, you know, very big on green energy, blah, blah, blah. He has like three private jets or something like that. And somebody said, well, if you support the the uh, environment and you want to promote green energy, why is it that you will fly your private jet places as opposed to uh, flying commercial? Yeah. And he responded with, I will stop flying my jet when you stop driving your cars. <laughs> and it's like, that's... Just a huge hypocrisy. Yeah, I agree. Right. It's like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to give up my jet because you still drive around your your Eclipse. Yeah. And <laughs> which funny enough, like I don't go out of my way to drive a four cylinder automatic Eclipse that has great um, mile, um, uh, gas, gas mileage. mileage, you know, on it. Um, I could get like 22 in the city and 31 on the highway, which is pretty, pretty good for how old this thing is. I, I know, <laughs> I know people that believe in this stuff that, you know, drive big trucks and do all this other stuff, you know, I'm sorry, man. I mean, I, I t- this environmentalist stuff goes beyond the carbon stuff. I'm sorry. I hang out. Uh, I'm not calling out anybody by name here, but when I go out to some of these, to all of our Kava bars, I'm cleaner than most people. I clean up after myself. I clean up after people. And the reason I say that is how, how are they treating the environment around themselves in their house or other places that <laughs> I'm not there to clean or, who, you know, your your people are not there to clean after, you know, how how much more garbage and rubbish are they putting out there? Right. Um, and I think that's uh, um, something that we should bring up is if individuals won't on their own start by being cleaner in every sense, whether it's using a cheaper car or keeping their houses clean or whatever, um, then how do you expect the UN to take care of it or whatever? Like that's hypocrisy to the UN, the guys that have Saudi Arabia on the human rights, um, panel, right? It's 15 countries, you know, and it changes all the time. And, Yep, countries like Saudi Arabia on there. When a, How you get tell me uh, the UN is going to change anything? They can't change. They can't. They can't. One one of a uh, one of the bartenders, and I'm not going to say which one, but one of the bartenders at Low Tide uh, complains to me a lot about one specific thing. Absolutely hates it. Uh, we do recycling there because you know we're yeah whatever green I guess, um, but. This particular employee works on the nights that we have to take the recycling out. Now, the biggest complaint this employee has is that the people cannot follow the instructions on what goes into the recycling versus the trash. Mm -hmm. 
And this employee has to go through and take everything out that can't go into the recycling and finds it disgusting. I, don't, I think that's just because people are lazy, you know. They don't even care enough to want to put it in the right thing. Right. I think you guys write it on that trash can, too. We do, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, but people just, they don't care, and they just throw everything in there. So employees have to go through, dig through, get all the stuff that's not recyclable. Exactly. And throw it away. And if these people who, you know, obviously I know a lot of them are saying, oh, we need to help the environment, we need, but yet they're doing this. Yeah. It's just, one, it's creating more work yes. for somebody else. Yeah. And my personal thing was I told her, don't do it. Just throw it away. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I get it. Uh, and I agree with her. And that's, that's why I'm saying it. It all comes down to individual people starting to get cleaner and support whatever companies you want to that support these sort of things. Exactly. If you have to make the difference yourself. Yeah. You can't expect it to come from above. No. You can start no. it down at the bottom and you can work your and it will eventually work its way up. Yeah. And or at least that's what the libertarians believe. Exactly, yeah. And you know, we talked about it before, you know. Volkswagen got punished heavily both by governments and consumers when they lied about their emissions tests. You know, CEO got fired, reshuffling the board. Um when the government pollutes there's no question from the staunchest of environmentalists on why the government is doing this and this really extends to war you know because war produces a lot of pollution and nobody says anything if you all knew how much fuel tanks to take up or even regular humvees you know helicopters and not just that bombs you know like oh that is pollution that's environmental pollution you know that's that's it's not carbon but it's stuff that needs to be cleaned up right and it's uh, wealth destroyed. And nobody questions that. And, you know, uh, since left-leaning environmentalists are the loudest, nobody questions Obama or the EPA on any of these things that they could have. And that's why I always think that maybe they're not so serious about, in all honesty, they're not so serious about environmentalism as they say they are. Right. And again, like I said, I think it's just an easy thing for them to like. Because if you're saying that you're pro-Second Amendment as a celebrity, you're going to have a bunch of people who are like, oh, no, we need to get rid of guns. Don't go see mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's movies, even though Ben Affleck's <laughs> not pro-Second Amendment. Um, you know, don't go see Ben Affleck's movies because of this or, you know, stuff like that. But the environment, yeah, we all want a cleaner earth. Nobody's saying let's pollute the crap out of this Nobody, place. no. So These people act like... I mean, what do you seriously think rich people are don't know what's going on on the planet and they think that somehow they'll survive and we won't? Right. Like there's only one planet. They're just going to get on a ship and take off and go travel around the world for, <laughs> right, and, yeah. and, until it's clean. And I honestly think a lot of this stems from <laughs> and I love dystopian novels and movies stems from people just watching too many dystopian movies. And they're like, yep, if we don't. um if we don't uh, watch the the billionaires, we're gonna turn into X, Y, and Z movie that yep. shows a destroyed environment and only the rich people are walking around in these nice whatevers. And it's like, right. no, 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 stop watching your movies, man. <laughs> we're all humans here; they know what's going on. Yep. <laughs> I don't think they expect to out survive us somehow. Right. Um, um. Well, going back to hypocrisy, as we were saying, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about Kathy Griffin. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and Bill, we're going to talk about Bill Maher too. Yeah, but Kathy Griffin, since she's the one that kind of started this entire conversation, yeah. um, as we all know, posted or did a photo shoot, and in one of the photo, in probably multiple, but there's one really famous one now. Uh, in one of the photos, she is holding a severed, bloody head of Donald Trump. Which, as our former guest, uh, Greg Bowen, said, Guar did it better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know. Even Nick White said that. He's one of our local friends. He's like, I'd be surprised if people go to a Guar concert. But I got something to say about that after you're done. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people who listen to Guar give a crap. <laughs> yeah. I, they don't. Yeah. But uh, Kathy Griffin, you know, she's on CNN. She was a she was one of the um, celebrity uh, spokespersons for Squatty Potty. So, you know, she had things going. Yeah. She was def- definitely moving up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so she posted this thing. She she took, did this photo shoot. It went out and the backlash on it was quick and it was it was rough. Like she, yeah. she got fired from CNN. She got fired from Squatty Potty, and then she came out. <laughs> she she didn't apolo- like she did apologize, and then after she got fired from everything, she came out and said, "Donald Trump and his entire family are bullying me and trying to ruin my career." And I think she did that herself. <laughs> right. You took the photos. Yeah. Like okay, I support every every ounce of me supports her right to mm-hmm. take that photo. One hundred percent. Of course. Don't care. Do I think it's in poor taste? Sure. Mm-hmm. But do I support her right to do it? One hundred percent. Absolutely. Now, the fact she got fired has nothing to do with Donald Trump or Melania Trump or even Little Baron, because if an eleven-year-old is ruining your career, your career wasn't very strong yeah, anyway. Yeah. Take some self-responsibility. Say, okay, no, I made a mistake. Now I'm paying the paying the repercussions for it. I have to try to fix it. Yeah. And I think in both cases, after, uh, I think there is a, I think there is liberal privilege when it comes to stuff like this, to be honest. Um, and some of my friends <laughs> didn't seem to agree with what I said when I said that the left has a, has the monopoly on, um, what did I say? They basically have a monopoly on being respectful and nice to people. They they have the monopoly on the phrase love Trump's hate you know, they they have that monopoly going for them where they are the nice people and they're the inclusive ones and so on and so forth. And to me I think that's the hypocrisy and that's the privilege where you can say whatever you want and you really won't be questioned on it unless you know, it ends up being something too disgusting. Um uh you know, and some of my friends even tried saying, oh, you're butthurt and, you know, you want to limit her speech now. Free speech. You know, and I'm like, I didn't say anything like that, but I'm free to call her out on it. Right. And unlike everybody else, I am calling a lot of people out on this. I've called out the all conservatives and anybody that may have done anything in poor taste towards President Obama, especially because a lot of it, too, kind of had to do a little bit with me. And, uh, you know, he's a Muslim and. I'm like, really? Like that's that's the bad thing. Uh, on top of that, you had the 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 effigies of of Obama. You know, you've had all the stuff drawn about Obama. I've never thought it was never thought it was good. I've always voiced that I didn't like it. So I have the same t- ground to stand on here and say that's disgusting. You yeah. know, 
These people like, are like, <laughs> so many people were bringing this up and they're like, yeah, well, what about the people that were burning the effigies of Obama or, you know, whatever? Um, and I was like, I didn't like it when they were doing it. But in the only defense I was saying was these people that were doing it here, none of them were famous. No, they were just people who yeah. were doing a protest. I don't agree with their protest. I think they have a right to do it. Yeah. I don't agree with it. But I doubt any of them like lost their jobs or anything like that. Yeah. But had they, they couldn't say it was because of Obama. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was because of their own poor taste and how they chose to protest. Yes, yes. Yeah. Crap, I think there was even a Marine that said something about President Obama. And I think he might have. I think he got booted. Yeah, I think he did get booted. Yeah, I remember, so, yeah. I remember that happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, okay, so but y- conservatives don't claim to have this air of we are nice, and it goes back to every every time. I'm not saying that means they're they're right or they should say all the nasty stuff, obviously. Um, but that's why that's that's why I think if you if you're gonna claim for something, you should you should practice it rather than just say you are. Um, but yeah, um, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is um, to go along with Kathy Griffin doing what she did uh, last night. I think it was last night. Maybe the night before. Uh-huh. With Ben, ben Sissy. Who? Ben Sassy. Oh, yeah. Ben Sissy. Ben Sass. Uh, ben Sassy. I, know, I, never know, I never know how to say his uh, last yeah, name. I, I'm not 100% sure either. But earlier when you were like Ben Sass, I was like, who the? Yeah. Ben Sass. <laughs> um. He was on Bill Maher, and Bill Maher said, "Yeah, he said, you know, come, or Ben Sass, he was said, uh, come on out and work in the fields with us." Yes, and <laughs> Bill Maher responded with, "Oh, I'm a house in word." Yeah, and he dropped a hard R on it. Yeah, yeah, and then they continued on, and then they continued on like it was nothing. Yeah, and many people on social media have kind of flipped out about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's something to flip out on, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it goes to say that, you know, Bill Mark, just like Kathy Griffin, felt, I can say this. Mm-hmm. I can say it. I'm not going to get in trouble because I'm Bill Mark. I'm Kathy Griffin. I can do these things. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And the backlash is, comes. It's strong. It's hard. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I don't actually see Bill Mark apologizing. I don't know if he has or not. Yep. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Right away. (laughs) That's why everyone's like, okay, so did you really, did you mean it? Did you have your apology pre-written? Like, what was it? You know, are you a comedian? You're taking your jokes back, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think African-Americans should have the monopoly on using that word. I think the word is stupid in its uh, actual meaning. Uh, I don't think anybody should be, should be using it freely, but... You know, it's all on you to use whatever words you want. Yeah, but. I mean, the, the actual definition of the word is ignorant. Yes. And, you know, it's the fact that it's become a pejorative. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is something that we have sort of allowed to happen as a culture. Yeah. yeah. And what, I, what I've always told people, uh, do you know what an Okie is? No. Okay. An Okie is a person from Oklahoma. And... Back prior to whatever year this song came out, 
um, it was an insult. You did not want to be called an Okie. Yeah. It was, you you know, you're like a backwoods redneck hick Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. And, um, oh, I just blanked on this dude's name. He sings a song called the uh, Okie from Skokoki. (laughs) And, you know, it became a hugely popular song. And after that song, people were proud to be called Okies. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, you can change the terminology of the N-word. Of course, yeah. with, With a song. Um, but well, I mean, it's not like rap does the name any any favors, doesn't. really. I mean, really they just double they really just double down on what it actually means, right? Originally, I guess, right? So, yeah. So it's the we give words their meaning, yes, and we decide whether it's good, whether it's bad. Yes, yeah, perspective, right. subjective, and we are the only ones who can change it to make it. Where it's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, my buddy owns a company. My buddy, um, Tico is his name. Um, Great guy. Mm -hmm. Guitar player out of Nashville. Well, he's from Oklahoma, but I met him in Nashville. Oh, an Okie. He's an Okie. Yeah. Uh, He owns a t-shirt company called Okie's Rock. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, they're cool shirts. Um, But, you know, even though that name at one point was a pejorative for people from Oklahoma that were fighting words, mm-hmm. you know, now it's something that they wear as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I would never call you an Okie cause you're not from Oklahoma. Yeah. But to me, that's yeah. just all it means. It's just, that's a person from Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 So like with Bill Maher, like that word, mm-hmm. which I'm not brave enough to say on the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you came real close earlier, but, uh, Bill Maher, like, he said a word, and you could take that back. Kathy Griffin, you held up a decapitated head. Uh, you can't really take that one. No, there, no. There's only one thing that means. But at the same time, you have the right to say it. I don't care. Yeah. But you have to deal with the repercussions. Of yeah. It. I mean, I even had some libertarian friends saying, yeah, that's good. You know, we should kill any president. I'm just like, you know what? You know, like, I am for the death of the presidency as a position but i feel as if a lot of libertarians talk a good game about getting rid of the the press of government no one's actually going out there you right. know actually doing anything so slow down right trying I to i don't think that we should be uh assassinating our presidents uh i do i wouldn't have a problem if we got rid of the office but mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. think that we should be just offing people no, because we're they, not i don't know we're not because, communist revolutionaries no not with all due respect so is there? Never. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Oh, man. All right. So uh, we're almost out of time. Oh, no, no, no. And the last thing uh, on that same topic, I thought it was stupid. Stupid. They're, they're also blaming Ben on it. And this uh, uh, Ben Sassy. Oh, Ben Sassy. They're trying to blame him on it, too. They're like, oh, well, he's a culprit. What? Like, you're on the guy. You're on Bill Maher's show. Right. The Bill Maher, you're on his show. What are you gonna say to the, what are you gonna say to him? You know, right. like it's really hard to attack a lot of a lot of the talk show hosts. He's one of he's the one of, I'd say one of the hardest, if not the hardest person to attack or to correct on the show. And maybe he should have, you know, like May, maybe he should have, like that would have that would have made Republicans look pretty good, you know. But people. T- 
Ben Sassy doesn't have a history of going around using that word. Not ben Sassy has a history of standing up to then president nominee Trump on becoming the eventual nominee of the party. So, no. Like, Ben Sassy is a great dude. And trying to say that he has any hand in this because he didn't say anything about it is stupid. Right. It's stupid, considering the perspective of where he was talking to who? Talking to the host of the show. Yeah. Ex- right. Well, yeah, and, yeah. And it's Bill Maher. Yes. Um, Bill Maher, who got fired from Politically Incorrect when it was on ABC for saying that the people who flew planes into towers were not cowards. The people who launch missiles by pushing a button are cowards. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy either. On but top of that, he's very... To me personally, he's very, he's not even, he's very anti-Islamic. Yes, he is. He's very anti-Islamic. He doesn't, um, I never liked any of his arguments, to be honest, but anyways, we can move on. All right. So real quick, um, this is actually something really important to me. Um, and I think this is the first time this has happened before. I'm sure I've read many stories like this, actually. Yeah, I think this is the first time something like this has happened. But uh, there is a gentleman out of Michigan, former pastor named Keith Wood, uh, who two days ago got sentenced for trying to uh, influence a jury. Yeah, um, yeah. And how he tried to influence them was he handed out pamphlets on jury nullification. And for anybody out there who doesn't know what jury nullification is, jury nullification is where you are sitting on a jury and you think that whatever crime. Okay, so let's say Muhammad is the defendant, because obviously out of the two of us. (laughs) Um, So Muhammad is the defendant and. You think that whatever crime he was charged with... Usually a, a victimless crime. Usually a victimless crime. Yeah. You know, like uh, possession. Possession, yeah. Yeah, possession of marijuana, or, drunk in uh, public. Uh, yep. I would even go as far... I personally go as far as seeing even transporting, you know, so when it's a large amount, that is obviously not for personal use. Right. I even think that's a victimless crime, but yes. Right. No matter what, like, if you think that that crime should not be a crime, you can actually vote not guilty... Therefore, nullifying the jury and letting this person go free. Yeah. Or even convincing the jury, I guess. Or I mean, that is a possible thing to do on a jury. It is. But if you say, yeah, no, like, if it's just you and you can't convince anybody else, yeah. it's a hung jury, trial's over. Yeah, yeah. So it is the number one way, the easiest, easiest way for any single person to make a difference in this uh, system that we have yeah and it is the most important thing we can do because the people who are going in the people who are going into uh trials for you know like small drug small drug busts you know small possessions um drinking under age things like that uh we can actually stop them from yeah. going to jail yeah and a, a lot of this stuff too um I, I'm glad he's doing something like this because when I went when I went to um, uh, 
be on be on a jury, which never happened yeah, two me weeks either. ago. I didn't get picked either. Yeah. I'm so upset. Well, I never even got the um forget the French word they use, um when they interview you. Never even got to that. But um a lot of my friends asked me about it, especially out of my liberal friends, and a lot of them that would definitely be candidates to use jury nullification never even heard of it. And it's always surprising me. I'm like, it seems like only libertarians know about it. And that's not that's not really a good thing. I think everybody should know what jury nullification is because it can save someone's life and it, a family. It can absolutely save somebody's life. And I think that is the most important thing we can do. So next time you get called for jury duty, don't try to get out of it. Go. Yeah, yeah. I, you can mm-hmm. actually make a huge difference in one person's life. Yep. And it is exceptionally important that that happens granted if the person's like a rapist or a murderer yeah that's i hope you i mean that's that's different yeah with those laws yeah but you know like notification on victimless crimes yes right we can we can all get together and we can all change the uh the punishment that goes along with these crimes yeah if we all just actually work together on that one yeah 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 I agree. Yep. Well. Yep. So that is it. We're only slightly over time today. That is amazing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's good. Um. So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Please like. Please share. Please do everything you can to get more people to see these two faces or hear these two voices. Um. Do you got anything else? No. Um. Uh, when are you put, posting your article on the LPPR failures? Um, probably Monday. Okay, cool. Probably Monday. So be I on wanna, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be on what the he has to say about it. And you'll be able to find that on muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. Yep. Um, which is also our website where you can listen to all of our back episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom. Or you can follow us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. All right, guys. Thank you for listening in today. And just remember where we're going. Hang on. I'm not ready. Okay. He, we're going nowhere. Right. Okay. Now I'm ready. We might need one. <laughs> where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs>